they're called to it, it, it as they are called to the the, um, the the rites here today. And um, you know, as I mentioned earlier, it's, it's sad that the bishop cannot be here; that the bishop has passed on, and the empty chair, the big chair there, which we call the cathedra. Um, is empty and nobody sits in that chair excepting for a bishop. And so I, I get to sit in the big little chair over there, uh, but, uh, but not in the big chair because that's reserved for a bishop. The, it's called the cathedral, as I said, and this is called the cathedral. And so that tells you the importance of that chair. So the, um, only a bishop can be seated in that chair because when Bishop Peter was ordained, was ordained bishop, another bishop laid hands on his head for that ordination, and someone else had laid hands on that bishop's head, and all the way back from bishop to bishop to bishop to bishop to the apostles themselves, who Jesus, had breathed the Holy Spirit on and the priest and his priesthood on. And so that empty chair reminds us of how our faith is ancient, but also it is true. It's ancient because it goes back to the apostles themselves and to Jesus. And it's true because it comes from Jesus himself. And so that fact of this, not just tradition, but this, this very physical connection between the bishops today and the, and the original, the apostles and Jesus Christ himself is, is essential for what we profess as our faith. Their faith is our faith. It is ancient and it is tr true. And it's also ever new by the Holy Spirit who rests upon this church, this Catholic church. And so that first reading comes right after the flood has receded and Noah and his family enter into a covenant relationship with God. And um, that flood itself, as we heard in the second reading, prefigures baptism. So the, um, the early baptismals had eight sides. And today, some of them do too. And in a commentary that I read, it said that those eight sides represent the eight survivors of Noah's family of the flood. Again, our faith is tied back even to the time of the, of the Jewish people, our older brothers and sisters in the faith, 
and, and how amazing that is. And so, as you come to this cathedral today for the rite of election, or the rite of continuing conversion, it is because the church has done this from the very early times. So I, I read an account of an early Christian woman named Ethria, and this is what she wrote. She says, whoever wishes to give in his name does, does so on the eve of Lent, and a priest notes down all the names. The next day, the opening of Lent, in the middle of the church, his, a seat is placed for the bishop, and one by one the candidates are led up to him. If they are men, they come with their godfathers. If they are women, with their godmothers. Then the bishop questions the neighbors of each person who comes in saying, does he lead a good life? Does he respect his parents? Is he given to drunkenness or lying? If the candidate is announced beyond reproach by all those who are thus questioned in the presence of witnesses, with his own hand the bishop notes down the man's name. But if the candidate is accused of failing in any point, the bishop tells him to go out saying, let him amend his life, and when he has amended it, let him come to baptism. That sounds an awful lot like what you will be doing here today. And this was a, an account from uh, of, uh, the very early church. And so we have that connection once again to the early church, an important connection. The, um, you know, it wasn't too long and the church decided that that Lent was really a good thing for all of us to do as we all have made baptismal promises or for those who are who were baptized as a, as a baby as I was that my godparents and parents made those baptismal promises for me and as I grew older I came to, to take them on to myself and so every year at the Easter time we renew our baptismal promises, all of us, in those Easter liturgies. But Lent has become a time for the whole church to join with you as we are called to conversion ourselves. And so we walk this journey together. That sounds very Catholic to me because that's what Catholics do. We are a community of believers, a family of God, brothers and sisters in Christ. So Jesus himself did penance before he began his public life, at the beginning of his public life. And so we are called to that same thing. In the, in the gospel, Jesus 
his, his first message as he went out and, and preached publicly was repent. Believe in the gospel. Believe in the good news that God is calling us into eternal life. And that is a journey for us. We no longer call it RCIA, the rite of Christian initiation, but now what you are doing we call the order of Christian initiation because it's not just a moment, but it's a lifetime of conversion, putting away our selfishness, putting away anger that we have in our hearts, putting away immorality in our life so that we truly can walk with Jesus and truly are prepared for when the Lord calls us to himself. So today we, we celebrate this important moment with you and our prayers go with you not only today but every day as you, uh, as you continue this important journey in your life.